Welcome to the Questions of Faith podcast. I'm Brad Stevens here with Dr. Timothy Laredo. And the question that we have for the doctor today is, what do Muslims believe? I'll never forget being in a Muslim country and waking up to hear the call of prayer as it echoed throughout the city. Maybe you've never been to a Muslim country um, or heard the call to prayer, but you probably have somebody in your life who you're connected to or that you've seen that is a Muslim. This episode is designed to help you to understand a little bit more about what they believe uh, and so that you can be prepared to have a conversation with them about the differences between Christianity and Islam. Dr. Tim, I've really enjoyed uh, this series that we've started in between our guests on different religions. Mm-hmm. And uh, the previous podcast that we have on Mormonism, um, there was a lady who put a comment in, and I wanted to read a section from it. She said that she really enjoyed the podcast and that she had the opportunity to get involved with a group of Mormon moms. Mm. And that eventually she was able to, through building a relationship, witness to them. Mm. And she said that the people commented back to her and said, um, this is from her comment. She says, they told me usually Christians want nothing to do with them. And they were so surprised that a minister would be willing to be seen with them and friends with them. Wow. And I thought that was just awesome. That's kind of the whole point of this yes. is to kind of take away the stigmatism of being afraid mm. of someone that may believe in something different than you. And if we can just find some common ground and understanding who they are, what to believe. Um, there's nothing wrong with being a friend of sinners. No. I think Jesus did that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, you know, uh, that's that's a, a powerful point to recognize. Like, this podcast is about questions, right? And answering these questions and, and dealing with uh, things that are around uh, our faith as Christians. But it's more than just intellectual or just having knowledge. But if we don't actually take it into the real world, mm-hmm. then... You know, we've got a brain full of information, but it hasn't really made an impact. And mm-hmm. so that's that's cool. One of my instructors at Bible school, he said Bible study isn't complete until it's applied to your life. Mm, yeah. So we got to take this knowledge that we're learning here from you and from your experience, but we got to apply it to our life and then use it in the real world. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's what awesome. we're trying to do with all these episodes, but especially with these uh, about different religions, because you're going to bump up against these uh, worldviews, these different religious beliefs. And um, now you have a basis for engaging them and mm-hmm. Asking questions for sure, uh, and 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 doing that. So that's awesome. I think maybe some people wouldn't be, um, probably what's holding them back is just the fact that they don't know where to begin mm-hmm. or where to start. And it's yeah. really it's just a fear. Yeah, it's, it's intimidating. Not that they don't want to. Sure, it's just that that fear of breaking that ice. Sure, and um, having that. But today we have a really interesting podcast. You're gonna we're gonna open up the wide world of Islam. Mm, yeah. And I believe you had like a three-day uh, intensive lecture mm. <clears throat> at a local Bible college. And so um, we're going to consolidate all that down into 45 Yeah, minutes. this isn't going to be a three-day podcast. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so this is something that, you know, I I did my master's in uh, and did my master's thesis on the differences between the worldview of Islam and 
and Christianity, just comparing and contrasting those. And so that's kind of where that seminar comes from. So I have a lot on this. In fact, I have a series um, that actually that whole seminar uh, is on my website. And yes. so if you want more than the uh, 45 the, minutes here, yeah, the toe the, dipping in the water. Yeah, check there's, that out. there's more there. Uh, I believe it's a video series mm-hmm. as well. So yeah. it'd be a great tool to like you can actually even show maybe to a Sunday school class mm-hmm. or yeah. even just for your personal life. But yeah. jumping on in, we're comparing these two. Where do we begin? Okay. Yeah. So uh, just kind of the beginning here is we're kind of talking about this and, and you've already kind of brought up this idea of why should we learn these things? Why should we learn about different religions? Why should we learn about Islam? Uh, I think one of the big reasons we should learn about it as Western Christians is because Islam is growing within America. It's growing within the West. And, you know, it used to be if you wanted to really, you know, have interactions with somebody that was a Muslim, you'd have to go to the Middle East or you'd have to go to uh, a Muslim country. But that's not the case anymore. I mean, uh, if you're in any type of you know, metropolitan area, or maybe even not, you're, you're, you're going to bump up against them. You're going to see them in the grocery store. You're going to see them in the mall. You're going to see them, um, you know, you may even work with some. And so this, this is important to learn because you're interacting with them and you're going to interact with them. And so, um, you know, this is something that will really be practical for us if we'll take it to heart. Um, and then, you know, I, why we're doing this is to help, you know, those who are uh, Islamic and have the, they're very open to having a conversation with you. They're very open to talking about religion. And so you have an opportunity by understanding their faith and if you understand your faith to show them the difference. What makes Christianity unique? And I, I could almost guarantee you that the Muslim person that you interact with has very few, if any, Christians in their life that they interact with as far as a friend, as far as somebody that they know. Um, It's just something within a lot of Western Christianity, just we don't interact with them, uh, unfortunately. And so that should not be the case. Um, You should have some Muslim friends. Um, And so this is a great way to to begin a friendship by uh, you know asking them questions because you know a little bit about them you know a little bit about what they believe and so that's a, a great starting place for that so in in beginning uh, talking about any religion we want to begin by talking about who is God to them what what when we say the word God what does that mean and and for Islam the word they use is Allah Right, that's who God is for them, and so want to know what is the nature of Allah and what is His character. So, what is He like, and what is His, um, you know, who is He as presented by uh, Muslims, so that you can understand their perspective on who God is, so you can have that conversation. And at first glance, Allah appears to be very similar to the Christian Yahweh, right? To the biblical God. I mean, so Allah is, he's sovereign. He's the king, right? He has, he has a full authority. He is, um, 
he is one. He's holy. He's he, they believe he's creator. He's he's a judge. I mean, the, there's a lot of broad general similarities between Allah and Yahweh and, and the Christian God, and that has led some to to have this position of well, they're the same God. It's just a different perspective, different cultures. Uh, approaching the same deity, different name, same thing. Yeah, exactly. And that is the um, that is the popular uh, pluralistic kind of approach within uh, modern uh, religious circles. And while there are a lot of general similarities about God, um, Yahweh, and Allah, when it comes down to specific details, you were like, "Oh, these are very different." perspectives on who God is. And one of the biggest ones uh, as a starting point is that of the Trinity. So Muslims completely reject the Trinity um, and uh, believe that that Christians worship three different gods. Again, it's, that's a, a misunderstanding of what we actually believe. But that is their perception. That is their belief uh, about that. And in fact, uh, that that misperception, that misunderstanding, actually comes from the book of uh, from the Quran, um, where Muhammad thinks that the Christians believe that the Trinity consists of God, Jesus, and Mary. And so he goes on this, uh, you know paragraph here of writing about how that uh, the Christians are wrong and that that the, there is not three gods, but there's one God, Allah, right? So they have this misconception of what we believe about the Trinity. Um, but so so they don't see Allah as, um, you know, uh, they would fully reject the Trinity. And that is um, a big, big point of distinction that I think as Christians we should help them to understand what we believe and what we don't believe when we're talking about uh, who God is. Um, and so I, I've mentioned this before, we've talked about this, um, about the idea of, you know, so if if God is this um, lonely being who exists singular, singular, who exists singular, that he has to create out of loneliness, that he has to create out of a lack within himself, that that he needs to create in order to have some sort of fellowship or to have some sort of um, of, of interaction, right? So that is very different than the Christian perspective of who God is, that, 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 that God, pre-creation, was not a lonely God, but the the father was loving the son through the spirit for all of eternity, and he doesn't create because he has to have somebody to to not out of need. Yeah, he's not lacking anything. He's not lacking love, right? So who does Allah love? He can only love himself and and have That's no good. no other uh, being to to love. And so uh, th- those type of things. So. The the Muslim Islamic uh, beliefs about the Trinity, they're, they're, they're misunderstandings about what we actually believe about the Trinity. Uh, we don't believe that Mary was part of the Trinity, right? Um, and we don't believe in three separate gods. We believe in one God 
in three persons. And so, um, you know, who God is in, in this, in his nature for the Muslim is somebody that um, is also one that he only has love for Muslims. So Allah loves Muslims and hates what they would use the term as infidels, which would be us, right? Um, in broadly speaking, all non non Muslims, um, and Allah's uh, attitude towards non believers is um, one that is uh, less than uh, than stellar, right? Uh, in contrast to what the God of the New Testament, the God of Scripture, would would you know sending His Son to for the whole world, right? That 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 all should be saved, and so you know the the Muslims' perspective of God is one in which they're they're serving Him out of this uh, desire to please, and we're going to look here later about how they do that, and it's all about works. It's all about works based earning your um, your salvation before before Allah. Um, in order to earn his love. Uh, whereas for the Christian, for from a, a, a biblical Christian perspective, we don't earn God's love, but he has, the Bible says in First John, he demonstrated his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So, a very different approach to how you approach Allah and how you approach God. Uh, in, in the Muslim perspective, you have to earn your way up to God. In the Christian perspective, God comes down to us to to where we're at and and demonstrates his love towards us. So right from the get-go, we're starting to see some pretty strong uh, differences in between the two mm-hmm. and um, some really different views of who God is is yeah and how you approach god mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and one of love and really looks like one's more fear mm-hmm. so yeah yeah and and this uh these distinctions come down uh, a lot to the founders and we talked about this a little bit in the episode of on the mormons but as we want to emphasize here you don't judge a religion based upon its followers mm-hmm. you judge a religion based upon its founders and what they believed, and how they lived, and how they taught. And when you compare the the life of Muhammad, uh, the prophet, and Jesus, you are comparing very different people in the way that they um, they lived, their lifestyle, and the way that they presented the the truths that they claimed about God. Um, so, for people just to have an educational understanding about Muhammad a little bit, so at, at the age of 40, Muhammad um, claims that he has this, uh, this vision from the angel Gabriel and is giving him this message. And at first, Muhammad is terrified of this vision and thought that he might have been visited by Satan. Like, he is, he's very. Um, disturbed at this visitation, not in a good way, but in a horrible, like, uh, I might have been, you know, visited by demonic forces. Um, you know, anytime somebody 
encounters an angel, there's always fear, right? And angels and demons, maybe maybe sometimes we could do an episode on that. But but there's a difference between a visitation from an angel and a visitation from a, a, from a, a demon, uh, even though they're both from the, uh, the spirit world. And so, Muhammad is disturbed by this vision, and he gets so uh, depressed by this that he wants to commit suicide. This is, um, this is the way that he receives this message. And it's interesting that it's actually his wife that talks him into receiving this as something from God and not from, from Satan. And his wife is the one who convinces him of the validity that this is from God. And, uh, you know, that's an often overlooked point, um, but within Islam, unfortunately, uh, their, their track record of women's rights and, and those type of things aren't exactly um, stellar. You know, stellar, yeah, least, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's interesting that Muhammad it was initiated by a woman. Yeah, to continue for, on. Mm-hmm, yeah, in this. And so, uh, so after that, uh, after some time, his wife dies, and Muhammad receives a, a revelation. In air quotes, I'm saying revelation that he is free to take as many wives as he wants. And so, Convenient. yeah, similar to the Joseph Smith that we talked about it within Mormon trend here. Yeah, Muhammad had thirteen wives, and many of them as young as six and nine years old. Um, and so, um, you know, he is in beginning his um, his evangelism of his new message. He starts very peaceably. He starts very. Um, with you know uh, just spreading this message, but it very quickly turns into this um, rampage of war and uh, of conquering through the sword, right, and through those means. And some want to point, and I want to point this out as well. Some point to well, Muhammad isn't God to, or he isn't Allah, right? He's Allah's messenger. But as Allah's messenger. He is uh, promoting this message through means of violence and through means mm-hmm. of of uh, unethical um, procreation and that type of stuff that we would look at. And we're contrasting Muhammad with Jesus mm-hmm. and his um, life of of sinlessness and one who performs miracles. He resurrects from the dead, um, all of which Muhammad uh, obviously doesn't. Now, it's interesting, th- the, uh, something t- to think about and to recognize that, that Muslims, they believe in Jesus mm-hmm. um, as a prophet, uh, one of many prophets that they believe in, but they just don't believe that he is the last prophet, the final revelation from God. They think that Muhammad is that. So, in the Muslim hierarchy, would Jesus be below or above uh, Muhammad in relation to Allah? Below, yes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, But I think it's important that there is a connection there that can be made because they do have have some reverence for him and do have some connection to him within their, um, you know, they see him as a prophet. 
And so... So Jesus is a good man, good message, good deeds, right. serving Allah. Right. And so to, to help them to recognize and see that actually Jesus is more than a prophet. He's more than, mm-hmm. than just a, 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 a good man that had good things to say. But if he did rise from the dead, as we've talked about in the episode of the resurrection, anybody that rises from the dead is whoever they say they, they are, are, right? And yes. so uh, I, the resurrection is a powerful um, uh, tool to, to discuss with the Muslim and talking about the supremacy of Jesus over Muhammad. Now, I bring up some of the um, negative aspects of Muhammad, not for a, a you know a bully whip that we use against the the Islamic person to say, well, your leader and this this that's not going to be productive and helpful. But what you want to do is you're trying to show the supremacy of Christ to show that you know uh proclaiming of his virgin birth and of his sinless life and his death and resurrection for for the sins of the world like showing that in contrast to uh Muhammad who uh his message is one that is spread through violence and he he does sin in fact the Quran s- explicitly states that Muhammad sins and so just showing that the supremacy of Christ in his and who he is in his person, his character, and his message uh, over over Muhammad is a a point that will be helpful to to begin to talk about these things. And like I said, th- they will be more than willing to uh, most are more than willing to have that conversation with you um, if you'll just ask simple questions. Um, so, wh- what do you believe about Jesus? Mm-hmm. Um, so according to the Quran and the Muslim faith, do they believe that Jesus was sinless and that he was imperfect? Because that's what I could see them saying, mm. well, that's, I don't believe, no, Jesus did this wrong. Mm, you yeah. Know, what would they say back to that when you're trying to relate that Jesus mm-hmm. was perfect? Yeah. I, I would just go back to the resurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, the resurrection is... Do they believe that Jesus resurrected? N- no, they don't believe that he uh, resurrected. Um, and so that's going to be, obviously, a point of which you're going to have to talk about and, mm-hmm. and to, um, to show the, the validity of that. And um, you can, there's a variety of, you know, we did a whole podcast on the resurrection that you, we can talk about and, and you can uh, use as a, a tool. And also there's a lot of literature on that. Yeah, go back and listen. Yeah, but... That is, um, there is great historical evidence that he did. And so, there again, their, their view of Jesus is he's a prophet, a uh, good, good, good speaker, had good things to say, but wasn't God and didn't rise from the dead. So, while we're talking about resurrection here, do they believe that Muhammad raised from the dead? No. 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 Okay, no, that he yeah, died. Yeah. Now, uh, do they believe that he's coming back? Uh, in yes. some way, mm-hmm. I think. Yes, kind yeah. of a second coming esque type thing. Correct. Yes, okay. and actually, they also believe that Jesus is coming back as well with him. Yeah. Okay. Um. So there's a lot of things there that we could get yeah, into, okay. but but the big idea here that I want to talk about and help us to to see is uh, talking to the Muslim about Jesus is something that they're willing to do, and so as they're w- you're willing to talk, they're willing to talk about that and. And 
your task in that is to help them to see the supremacy of Jesus. Why is Jesus better than Allah? So we need to go into that conversation prepared to defend Jesus. Sure. And to well, defend the resurrection. Yeah. And who he is and how. Okay, so you said that Muhammad specifically sinned. Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, Jesus is who he is because of the life that he lived mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus didn't sin, so he's able to do the things that he did on the cross mm-hmm. that we couldn't do for ourselves because of sin. Sure. And so we're just defending who Jesus is and his all power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the power of, I don't want to get too sidetracked here, but the power of the gospel, the good news that is in Christ is this, the, this, uh, this idea that Jesus came... Because he loves all. Because he loves you, and you uh-huh. don't have to earn your way to mm-hmm. God. You don't have to earn your righteousness. You don't have to earn those things. But that we are inherently sinful, mm-hmm. and that we needed a Savior, and we couldn't reach to God, but God came to us. Those type of things will begin to... L- Paint two completely different pictures in this Muslim's mind. Exactly. And uh, you know, and then that is able to show the personal relationship of God. And that's another aspect like that Muslims, they don't have a personal relationship with Allah. That That is just not a, it's not a thing. They don't, they don't see that in any way, shape or form. Uh, Allah is very distant. Uh, and, and so to, in these distinctions, you're, you're opening with questions, you're inquisitive, you're, you're, you're engaging with those things uh, as a learner to, to to see where they're at and what they believe, but but showing the supremacy of Christ in that, not in a, a way of trying to you know beat Jesus over the head with them. You know, you're not you're not trying to do that, but but showing the the supremacy of Christ. If he did really did rise from the dead, would he not then be the Son of God? And then having that that type of conversation. So we've laid some groundwork of who God is mm-hmm. to them, who Allah is, and these kind of differences between our views of Jesus mm-hmm. and then who Muhammad is to them, uh, the life that he lived. Uh, but moving on to how, how does one become, quote unquote, saved mm, sure. in the religion of uh, Islam? Yeah, so for the Muslim, the path to salvation involves good works. Like that is the the way that you get saved. Um is by doing good works and specifically the good works that you're supposed to do as a muslim is to be obedient to the five pillars what they call the five pillars and these five pillars are the creed prayer almsgiving uh ramadan observing ramadan and then a pilgrimage to mecca so these are five things that the the Muslim is uh, required to do to seek to earn their salvation is they do these things, and so uh, the creed s- specifically is is this: it says there is no god but Allah, and Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. Like you have to repeat that. Like that is the moment of 
conversion for lack of a better word like that's the to to say that and to believe that mm-hmm. is the it's the crossing of the line yes stepping over sure this realm. yes there is no god but allah and muhammad is the messenger of allah and so this is something that the muslim they will practice and say repeatedly i mean mm-hmm. from the very first moment they wake up they say this and very last thing they say to uh before they go to sleep um this is something that the the devout muslim um of course like any religion there's muslims that aren't devout right they're just in name only uh but the devout muslim this is something that they repeat um, every day, um, and as a creed of their their beliefs is that um, that Allah is God and Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, and so really in having that conversation, recognizing this is something that is ingrained within them, you know, and that they practice continually, and so it's not something like you're going to have that conversation. And maybe immediately conversion uh, to Christ happens, right? Because this is something that they have ingrained within them um, since, you know, the first conscious moment is that they're aware of this. And so, um, this relationship with Muslims is showing the love of Christ to them, showing the supremacy of Christ is something that's a process and takes time and is something that you're trying to sh- say uh no allah isn't god that that he this is this is not true and that muhammad is not a true prophet of god so that's the creed that they have to uh confess also they they pray so muslims are expected to pray five times a day and they uh, you may have seen this uh, on uh different areas that you've been but they'll pray towards mecca so and they'll they'll they have a ritual that they purify themselves with and 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 they cleanse themselves with water. It's quite an interesting uh, ritual that they go through um, before they pray. Um, they have to wash their hands three times. They have to rinse out their mouth. They have to clean their nostrils. I mean, it's this this purification ritual type thing before they um, before they approach Allah. And, um, you know, while you can see from a Christian perspective, you see some Old Testament um, hints, some Old Testament connections to that, um, the way in which God worked within the Jewish people with that. Again, we're going to show the supremacy of Christ and his coming to us uh, and his example when the disciples said, how should we pray? And he says, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Open your mouth and speak any lessons. Yeah, it's this this more of this approach of, uh, you know, this Father who wants to hear from you, mm-hmm. this, this relationship um, type thing, which is very uh, disconnected from the Muslim. Again, as I've mentioned earlier, they don't have any relationship with Allah. That is not, it's just not part of the framework at all. But so they go through this ritual of cleansing, of purifying in order to approach God and to pray. And they do that five times a day. Um, Their prayers are, um, they have different ritual prayers that they pray, different 
on um, things that they'll go through in that. Uh, but they do it five times a day praying towards Mecca. Then they do almsgiving, um, uh, something uh, along the lines of, um, you know, this this giving towards uh, Muslim, uh, towards, towards the mosque, towards those type of things. And this giving of almsgiving um, is is a central theme to salvation. Like it's it's not an option. It's not not something that they are um, to the devout Muslim. This is something that they're not. It's not an option. You you do this as a means of being a good Muslim, as a means of uh, earning the graces of Allah. It's something that's done out of obligation, opposed to. You know, from a Christian perspective, we would we would say, you know, it's good to give and it's good to give, but it's you know we we don't give because we have to. Um, we gave because God gave first, um, and so um, that that very different approach. We don't give to earn our salvation or our our standing with God, but we give out of our love towards. Uh, the things of God. And then fourth, uh, observation of uh, Ramadan. So Muslims believe that Muhammad received the call to be Allah's messenger during the month of Ramadan. And so fasting is required during the month of Ramadan. And again, this is not something that is an option. It's it's mandatory, um, except for like very rare cases of things like um, you know, being very, very sick or having some sort of, uh, you know, major health situation. It's something that is, if you don't practice fasting during the month of Ramadan and you could, it's the, un, it's an unpardonable sin. Literally, it's something that is, um, it's, it's punishable, um, by Allah to to I'm damnation. Not mistaken, it's it's fasting during the day, and mm, you're allowed correct. to eat at, in the evening. Right. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Um, I actually happened to be one time in uh, a Muslim country during Ramadan, and that was quite an experience. To um, to you know, did you have a hard time finding food? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Like uh, there was one place in the mall that would sell to to us, but. Um, other than that, no, you couldn't uh, find food anywhere, and you couldn't even. Eerie. Yeah, and like, I, I even got scolded once uh, by one of them for drinking in public. Like the, the guy uh, said, "You shouldn't be doing that." Like, and I didn't, I didn't wow. mean to be yeah. disrespectful. Uh-huh. It was 120 degrees outside, <laughs> and I was yeah. uh, about to die. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, it's it's, it's it's something that is. It's not an option. It's not um, something that is um, very it, serious. It's a core part of their faith. Yes, it is, and um, they they will um, you know observe that for the for that month as a means of being a quote unquote good Muslim uh, of earning Allah's graces. And uh, again, as I, I may sound repetitive here, but this idea of we we do these things of fasting and and and, and uh, you know the, the different disciplines that we do as Christians we don't do them to earn our standing with God but in order that we you know could uh you know be 
what God would want us to be. It's not a bit to not, draw closer to yeah, Him. Yeah, it's a mindset that we can hear. Sure, but it's, it has nothing to do with being more saved mm-hmm. or being in a more right relationship with God. Um, or being a, a better good Christian versus right. bad Christian. Sure, for sure. And so recognizing that um, is something that is important. Um, that relationship variance. Um, and so I think one of the things that the Muslim <laughs> correctly observes of the Christian is their lack of discipline and following after what they believe. And so the Muslim looks at the Christian in general and says, these people, they don't, you know, they don't really have any firm that they, they, they don't really pray they don't really have any uh you know convictions of 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 holy things or what and so one of the things that that you and i can do is to show that um in our lives and frankly if i can be be super frank here in in our social media presence um if you have muslim friends you can show them what a christian looks like through social media yeah i have several muslims friends that that they it's so amazing like they they will like my christian post and they will <laughs> you know follow the different things that i'm doing because you know of that relationship that we have but if i'm posting things on there that are contrary yeah, yeah. then what my you say you believe right you become a walking contradiction exactly and frankly a lot of the christian western church um, to the Muslim looks as though they are um, apostate, mm-hmm. as though they they're they're. You it's know. almost laughable. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like why well, would be a part of something so frivolous? Exactly and foolish. Exactly. I'm kind of noticing a theme here. The things that they do, they are very they're visible mm-hmm. things, um, which I think then could be a kind of hindrance to the everyday Christian. I mean. Sometimes it's hard for us to stand up for what we believe mm. in publicly, mm-hmm. and um, uh, and while it seems like the Muslims they're not afraid to do is drop mm-hmm. and pray, do mm-hmm. what they need to do because sure. that's what they believe in. When we are afraid to stop and witness mm-hmm. or do whatever mm-hmm. we need to do, or take that moment to pray with someone, and um, just seeing some differences there, they're yeah. very strong, mm-hmm. very yeah. strong. Doesn't matter. I yeah. am who I am, and this is what I believe, and I'm standing by it. Sure. And then they look at us and see, well, you're kind of pathetic, <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah. a- am I wrong there? No, no. I, I would just I'm, say I'm generalizing. Yeah, but greatly. no, you're right. I mean, this idea that that um, they they're backing up what they say they believe with their yeah. actions, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm saying that the Christian should needs to do as well. It, and one of the greatest ways that we can do that is through relationships. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And explaining, you know, just having short conversations. Uh, uh, one one guy I'm thinking of specifically um, who w- we've just built a relationship through. It was just via a gas station e- encounter, and I just hey, you know, tell me about uh, he, he his name. I, how do you pronounce your name? Uh-huh. And, and and he, he told me how to pronounce his name, and so then I I, I said, so do you go to the mosque down here? You know, because I know what the, yeah, the, I just want to hear it. Yeah. 
He said, yeah, yeah, I do. I said, oh, I know, I know the imam there, you know, and I just, you know, made it. That dude's com- probably like at the biggest <laughs> eyes right now. He's like, yeah, he, what? And he was probably shocked. Yes, he had. Yeah, he was absolutely. He didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, he was totally. Yeah. And so, I mean, that little conversation. Yeah. And then the next day I had a little conversation with him and, you know, just over time having conversations with him, uh, learning about his culture, learning about his family, where he's from, what, you know, uh, you know, oh, you're here for school. You know, what are you studying? The those type of things like that, literally, I could message him right now and he would respond immediately because just over those little conversations, mm-hmm. has he, this this particular person, has they made a conversion to Christ? No, they haven't. But I am literally probably the only Christian representative that he has in his life. Wow. And you can do that very easily by just short little encounters and just being friendly. Um, and so now, you know, he gets to see my life via interactions and via social media and these different things. He gets, I pray, a Christian witness um, that that you know, he may not have otherwise, you know. And so those type of things are they're they're not hard; they're just engaging. And and like I said, most. Uh, Muslims are totally willing to engage with that mm-hmm. and 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 willing to do that and then like to talk about religion, like to talk about um, those type of things. And so you're not going to offend them or make them mad if you ask them a question about Islam, right? And, and especially if, you know, genuinely, I, I, I don't understand this, you know, t- mm-hmm. tell me, tell me about, um, you know, these different things like, like we've gone through. Tell me, Tell me about who was the prophet Muhammad. The, their eyes might light up because yeah. they probably have never had just as fearful somebody. as we are of initiating the conversation. <laughs> they're going to be just as shocked mm. that you did. Yes. So mm-hmm. no, this yeah. is awesome. This is wonderful. I believe there's one more pillar: uh, the trip to Mecca. Yes. Like, so a, a pilgrimage. pilgrimage. Yeah. And so this final, um, this final uh, pillar. Um, is uh, to go to Mecca, which is in Saudi Arabia, and they are required to do this at least once in their lifetime. Um, and it has very significant, um, uh, you know, connotations to their beliefs. Um, and this, uh, you can go on YouTube and, and look up these uh, trips to Mecca, but like literally um, hundreds and thousands of people coming and gather at these events every year. Um, and they're doing that out of um, observation of what they believe to be a holy sacred site. Um, and so to to go to that sacred site is a requirement at least once in your lifetime. And so nutshell here, going through these five pillars, I just kind of skimmed the top on all of these, but but this is the way to salvation. This is the path to salvation: is to to follow these uh, works based um, actions, and in doing so, the Muslim hopes that they receive salvation. And in fact, the only they're not even guaranteed it upon doing these. The only way, oh really? The, yeah, there's only two ways wow. that the Muslim can be assured that they will make it to paradise, and one is to die a martyr's death, 
and then the other one is to die on their way to the pilgrimage um, wow. to, on, on the way to Mecca. So even if you follow all mm-hmm. of these pillars through your life, mm-hmm. there is no guarantee besides those two things. Correct. For yeah. the average everyday Muslim. Yes. Wow. Because how do you know if you've done enough? True. Which, which outweighs your sin mm-hmm. and out, outweighs mm-hmm. what you've, you've done, which is wrong. And against Allah and against his, um, you know, who he is, <laughs> there's no assurance. There's no way to know that you did enough. And that's really on ultimately the problem with all works-based salvation plans. Where's is, the line? Yeah, there's no assurance. You can never really know if you've done enough. Um, you just do all that you can and work as hard as you can and and do all that you can in hopes of appeasing Allah. And uh, obviously that's a stark contrast between the path of salvation for the Christian. Um, you know, Paul tells us it's not about works, lest any man should boast. It's not about what we've done. Uh, it's about what Christ did and about his work. And our faith, just being in Christ is all that we have to do. It, it, putting our, our confidence, our trust in Christ is the means of our salvation and his work, uh, not in, uh, in us and what we've done. And because Christ has already done that and done the work and he's died and rose from the grave and v- validating the truth claims of what he said, then our faith and our confidence is secure. We don't have to worry or wonder uh, if we have done enough because it was never on us to begin with. kind of start at the beginning with the founder mm-hmm. as uh, you like to do and then we just describe the differences between God and Allah mm-hmm. in the two religions and at the end of the day it's work based and mm-hmm. very hopeless mm-hmm. um, and very worrisome they live their whole life they don't know sure um, uh, with just very few instances um, where they do know for sure so just kind of practically speaking and recapping here wh- what should we do mm-hmm. how should we prepare ourselves uh, to be uh, vigilant, mm. and then when we're in that moment that mm-hmm. we have the opportunity, what should we do? Yeah, yeah. I just encourage uh, you to uh, ask questions. Um, be be yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't be don't be weird. Right. Just be yourself. Just uh, you know, if you genuinely have a question about uh, you know you know where are you from, um, who, you know, tell me. Uh, you know, if they if they respond, you know, what's it like there? You know, or, or you know, simple questions to build a connection um, that you can then begin to have a relationship with them. Because you know, just at the, the end of the day, they are people. Uh, yes, they are people <laughs> that that God loves. And yeah, I think it's super easy to kind of get in your mindset like this segregation mm, kind of thing. Yes. And, yeah. Um, they're people. Yeah. They have a different culture. They have a different religion. For sure. They have Absolutely. a di- different worldview. But 
at the core of it they're human like you yeah they're just like you they have fears they have uh you know worries they're concerned about their family they're concerned about uh you know their job they're concerned about same sort of stuff but what you can do in those as you begin to build that relationship and understand who they are you can begin to show them who Christ is and how he meets those needs that they have um, of hopelessness, of hurting, of, of pain, of fear, um, of, uh, you know, of uncertainty of the future. As you're building that relationship with them and as you're connecting with them, you can insert those, uh, Christ and his message into those of the gospel, uh, not in a way of you know, just bluntly coming up to them and, you know, knocking them over the head with Jesus, but just, uh, you know, as they begin to, as you begin to have that relationship with them, um, doing so in a way that is showing them the love of Christ uh, and genuinely concerned about who they are. And um, you're probably can't, you know, you you may never uh, win a million Muslims to Christ, but you can interact with one Mm-hmm. two three that are already here in your back door they don't probably have a lot of friends don't know the area or the culture maybe they've just moved here um they need a friend and you can be that um to them and in the process show them the love of christ and the gospel and the supremacy of christ uh in a way that is authentic I remember an illustration I heard about um, uh, witnessing to folks and it came from a person who was a hunter Mm. and he said that he killed a deer and the deer went running off and he had to follow the bloodline, Mm. the blood trail. And he said, as he was walking down that blood trail, it just kind of, the Lord kind of smote his heart and said, you may not be the one to bring them to the cross, but you can, you're laying a blood trail down for them to follow. Mm. And the blood of Jesus is in each and every one of our lives, and we can be that light to show them. Sure. And we may not be the one to reap the harvest, Yeah. but we all can sow and water mm-hmm. and um, hopefully see the fruit um, uh, of another individual coming to the Lord. That's awesome. This has been a great episode, and I believe you said it's going to be on your website if you want to kind of deep dive into this. There's sure, a, yeah. There's a bunch of sessions. I believe they're all video as well. Yeah, yeah. If you go to timothylorito.com. Uh, I have uh, the whole series on there, um, six different sessions, and then I uh, actually have a lot of different other free resources on there as well. So yeah, take advantage of that if you want to know more. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Questions of Faith podcast. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing and writing a review on your preferred audio platform. That would really help us out. This show was produced by Brad Stevens, theme music by the band Liquify. Questions of Faith is a ministry of Faith Tabernacle Assembly of God located in Denton, Texas. The goal of this podcast is to equip the modern day Christian with answers to timeless questions. If you would like to submit a question that may be highlighted on the show, you may do so by emailing us. That email address is questions at ftdenton.com. You may also submit a question by messaging our Facebook page, Questions of Faith Podcast. And until next Monday, God bless.